Hello gamers from around the world. This is Boxenberger, the video game enthusiast from Germany. And I would like to welcome you to today's episode of the world of gaming. And as always, I host this show with my good friend and today a very well-dressed good friend. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering Dutch, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Yes, I'm doing good. I haven't had the opportunity to, to get undressed and not look like a corporate uh, a corporate man today. So uh, I am still dressed in the office, um, but all good. All good. I'm looking forward to this conversation. It shall be a fun one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it shall indeed. It shall indeed. And I also want to shout out... Um, the chat is already filling up with a lot of familiar names. Um, welcome to you guys. And of course, also everyone who listens after the fact on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Dutch, did you know that we are very popular in in um, Sweden? Oh. Apple Podcast sent me a, a review of our <laughs> stats there. And apparently we are the third highest ranking uh, entertainment podcast on apple pod uh, on itunes in in sweden oh nice nice so i'm doing well with my nordic brethren then <laughs> indeed indeed uh, I, I i i take that as a compliment for you uh, <laughs> and no that's awesome man that's really awesome so shout out to everyone who listens uh, on podcast services around the globe and um yeah we were just having a brief chat before the show. Um, some sad news just broke. Um, the Queen of England died. And uh, we don't want to make it a, a big topic here. But we want to give, um, of course, our condolences to the family. Um, whether you like the, the royals or not. Uh, obviously, I'm not the big <laughs> uh, fan. Yeah. But it's I mean, all, a human being. technically German anyway, Boxy. So come on. True, true, <laughs> true. But still, a, yeah. a a human being died. She was a yeah. mother, a grandmother, um, a grand grandmother, and um, so yeah. Um, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family. Rest in peace. Um, but with that, I want to transition over to yeah our regular show. Um, we are having a, a. I'm looking really looking forward to this today, not just because we have some really interesting stuff to talk about um of course uh, we will get into the entire jim ryan thing and how it's completely inadequate to keep call of duty for a couple of years on on playstation uh we will have a discussion about the cyberpunk dlcs the showcases that will happen over the weekend um xbox got some new features we will talk about that um, we have some statements about AAA development and how that goes uh, these days uh, from Matt Booty. We will get into that and a couple of other smaller news. So um, there's a lot uh, exciting things to talk about. And um, yeah, I I haven't really played much late, uh, over the last week because I was away. Um, actually, I wasn't sure whether I, I could make the podcast here today. Oh, yeah. I just drove. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but now vacation time is over. I'm I'm back <laughs> um, for the entire year, and um, yeah, I just drove back. Um, I had a six-hour car drive behind me, but I'm glad I made it. But and that's why we also haven't had a big a chat in in almost a week, almost since the last podcast. So, how have yeah. you been, man? Yeah, I've been good. Been good. I've just been. Uh... 
obviously podcasting myself um, and gaming and work, usual, usual stuff. But yeah, I've, um, again, we've had some awesome announcements this week. One really, obviously one awesome announcement for me specifically that saves me mm-hmm. money in the short term. Um, on, a, on my high, highly anticipated game, that uh, makes it essentially three or four out of my most anticipated games the remainder of this year are all on Game Pass now. So, um, uh, super happy. You're talking, of course, about um, Hell uh, Metal Hellsinger. Hellsinger. Yes. Metal Hellsinger, yeah. 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 Good so, stuff, um, yeah. Awesome, awesome stuff. But yeah, other than that, being back into Battlefield recently and, um, and yeah, just. Just enjoying, enjoying a little bit more game time again. So That's on awesome. and off, depending on how busy you get, <laughs> and how tired you are <laughs> in night time. What about yourself? Have yeah, you man, I've, I've been playing a little bit on the Switch, of course, because I yeah. was traveling. I started another playthrough of Link's Awakening, um, okay. Zelda Link's Awakening, the remake. Um, it's so good. It's really one of the best Zeldas ever made, and uh, the remake is fantastic and it's it's just a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that's mainly what I've been playing. Um, I did one match of Age of Empires four earlier, uh, just before the show. Uh, you sneaked one in. I sneaked one in uh, and I lost. Uh, um, but yeah, I I need to practice a little bit over the weekend again to to get get my groove back and then and then we're back on on H four. Um, yeah, man. Um, and other than that, I have to f- definitely finish Destroy All Humans 2. Um, yeah. I obviously stopped playing that, uh, went <clears throat> went on the family trip. So, yeah, can't wait to get back there. Um, and then, yeah, I have to go back to work. Man, that's how it goes <laughs> when vacations are over. But yeah. anyway, um, again, welcome. The chat is filling up. We already have more than 30 people here watching us live, uh, having awesome conversations. If you're here, say hi in chat. Um, we have such an such a welcoming community, um, such fantastic people there. And um, yeah, just, just say hi and we will get into the news of the week. So, yeah, man, what did I miss? What was there something going on? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thing, few things. <laughs> One or two, two, two minor things broke um, over the week. So, in case um, anyone hasn't heard yet, what happened yesterday? Um, Jim Ryan gave an interview to Game Games uh, Industry Biz, um, <clears throat> basically calling out Phil Spencer. Um, Earlier this year, Phil Spencer had an interview with The Verge, and um, Phil Spencer said to The Verge um, that, and I, I just read the quote now, um, in January, we provided a signed agreement to Sony to guarantee Call of Duty on PlayStation with feature and content parity for at least several more years beyond the current Sony contract, an offer that goes well beyond the typical gaming industry agreements. So that's what Phil said a few weeks ago to The Verge. And now, um, yeah, Jim Ryan responded. I just want to read that response as well before we get into our thoughts about this. And I think we both have a lot to say about this. Um, (laughs) So Jim 
Good old Jimbo from from uh, PlayStation had to say it the following. I hadn't intended to comment on what I understood to be a private business discussion, but I feel the need to set the record straight because Phil Spencer brought this into the public forum. Microsoft has only offered call offered for Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement between Activision and Sony ends. After almost 20 years of Call of Duty on PlayStation, their proposal was inadequate on many levels and failed to take account of the impact on our gamers. We want to guarantee PlayStation gamers to continue to have the highest quality quality Call of Duty experience and Microsoft's proposal undermines this principle. So, um, the Twitter streets have been wild um, yep. with this, uh, rightfully so. Um, before I give my thoughts on this, Dutch, I want to hear from you. What do you say about this? What do you think? What's what's <laughs> wor- wrong with uh, with with <laughs> Jim? What's um, wrong? What? Yeah, what's wrong is the is the perfect statement. What there isn't anything right with that statement. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. So first of all, Jim Ryan, obviously full of hypocrisy there, um, and also mm-hmm. falsities about caring about his gamers. Um, if he cared about yeah. his gamers, he wouldn't increase the cost of the console by fifty dollars. If he cared about the gamers, he wouldn't increase the cost of games by twenty for by ten dollars. That's a fantastic point. Let me let me briefly say something on that because you you, you said that to me in the green room as well. Yeah, um, and it's a fantastic uh, uh, thing. Um, I really like PlayStation, but I really don't like Jim. Uh, and it, it it's so sad that uh, as of late we always have to complain about PlayStation. It's really not that we can report many many exciting things good things yeah they have been quiet they didn't announce anything beyond god of war we know about spider-man 2 and um and um wolverine from insomniac but that's about it they increase game prices they straight out lied to lie to their consumers they increase console prices it's it's really sad so yeah as of late i don't feel that playstation has the gamer in mind so you're absolutely spot on here. Um, it's it's definitely not about the gamer, but he tried to emphasize that in his statement. Yeah. So, but please continue. Yeah, and to further on from that, um, when he mentions the gamer, he's is he just concerned about his gamers, not gamers as a whole, as a vast majority? If he was concerned about gamers as a vast majority, then he should be concerned about the many millions of people that he's blocking from playing Final Fantasy on other consoles, um, or many others that yeah. he's blocking from Street Fighter V on playing on many consoles, of which has now eventually been released into the public for Street Fighter VI. But you don't see that, and you don't see others kind of mentioning that. There has been, thankfully, a lot of articles that have come out and said and pointed out the hypocrisy, but... You have to call out Jeff Keighley here, who's just playing dumb again on Twitter and pretending like that doesn't happen. Um, but it does, because it's it's locked down to a multi-year exclusivity agreement to prevent it just on the sole purpose of preventing it from being on Xbox. Nothing else, which is why it's on PC. Um, so if he cares about gamers, then he needs to withdraw that. Um, on uh, another side of things as well... Um, the Microsoft have never ever stated, and you can look through as many statements as you want. They never ever stated that the game would remain indefinitely on the platform. 
They never once guaranteed no. that it would remain indefinitely on the platform. Yeah. They always Let's said... Let's do some would... math here. Yeah. Um, we know that they have three more Call of Duty games under contract. So yeah. that's Warzone 2 in 2023. Yeah. Rumor has it that there's no mainline Call of Duty in 23. That would make the 24 and 25 Call of Duty under contract. So 26... Yeah. Uh, in 2026, that would be the first non-contracted Call of Duty. Yeah, as so we know right now. Effectively, take it up to roughly um, under contracted terms. It would take it up to maybe 28, 29 by the time the Microsoft's extension, or at exactly. least guaranteed. Exactly. But all of they said is it's essentially it's a rolling review, so it's yeah. three years, and and then rolling review. It's again. It's it would be their IP. It's their property. So they would review the contract and then discuss another agreement. Sony agree. Sony, yeah. uh, if they if they want to talk about inadequate, um, this they certainly haven't put inadequate contracts in place for Final Fantasy. I will keep bringing that up because, of course, it it's kind of surrounding the whole hypocrisy on the uh, on the movement there. Um, mm. It's it's just a. A, a fallacy from Jim Ryan yet yeah. to, to think that the industry owes them something um, when they've done something that is so, well, they continue to do things that are so um, anti-consumer. I'm not going to go so pro-consumer, but anti-consumer um, and have done for the, for the entirety of this generation, um, not even just the last gen, the entirety of this generation, um, false marketing. We can also bring that up as well to, um, to get people to buy the console in the first place by advising games were releasing on launch that they knew were not releasing on launch. That is false advertisement. <clears throat> um, we can also have a look at the the um, the lawsuits of all the many faults that they were aware of with the console yeah. um, that have now been revised twice in order to try and fix those issues and that they didn't advise with the consoles at launch. Um of course, including the rest mode issue, which is still hasn't been permanently fixed yet um, and still remains a worry for those with the addition yeah. consoles. So in terms of the statement as a whole, it's just uh, just find it highly hypocritical from, from Jim Ryan to come out and make a statement. Um, and to be honest, it's not the first time he's done this either because he's made some pretty wild statements in and out without Sony's authority. Um and specifically on this particular matter, um, the only thing I would say to end it off is Jim needs to be careful what he wishes for. Um, because if he wants to air dirty laundry in public, um, with regards, details of agreements, etc., I'm sure Microsoft will be more than happy to um, provide as much information on the competition's exclusivities agreements to the regulators in order for them to have a better understanding of the market. Um, now, this is what is happening with the tech industry and the market as a whole at the moment is yeah. regulators want to understand the industry in order to make further decisions on future purchasing or purchases, not just with Microsoft, but as the sector as a whole. Um, if Sony aren't careful with the way that they're managing this, um, they're going. it's going to backfire um, and not in That's their favor. That's what I'm so worried about. Uh, with all the things that happened over the last, let's say, two years, um, <clears throat> um, 
from false advertisement, as you mentioned. Like you all remember the, we believe in generations. Um, God of War is going to be a launch window title, and all these these uh, things where they simply straight out lied to the consumers. Um, yeah. Then we have like these weird statements like, "Who wants to play old games?" We don't believe in uh, subscription services. Stuff, all this, these, these kind of things. And then we have the, the the business side of things with the increased game prices, with the increased console prices, and all that stuff. There's just really so much negative press going around PlayStation uh, over the last two years. I feel like if they let Jim run wild, he could really hurt the PlayStation brand, and yeah. no one would benefit from that. We all want a strong competition and we want want a great playstation a good playstation like we had in the ps4 era where yeah. they um <clears throat> had had a great platform where they delivered great content um we we all want that playstation but we don't want that playstation that chim turns it into but a brand name can be heard easily and and i feel like chim is is really going down a road that might hurt the PlayStation brand more than he thinks he does it uh, does hurt it right now with yeah. all these kind of th- things. Yeah, um, I mean the fact. Hang fact on one fact, se- second. The, the, the statement that he wrote where he said he can, concerned about the gamers because of Call of Duty's length. He's not. He's concerned about the bottom line. He's concerned yeah. about losing the the card money. Um, Absolutely. The problem the problem they will have is I guarantee if you look at the finer details of the agreement to keep Call of Duty on the console, it would be vastly reduced earnings potentials for them yeah. to have Call of Duty on the console, which will be the stickler. It won't be the time. It'll be the fact that they won't get a 30% slice of that anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Let me bl- briefly shout out Splendiferous, uh, who sends in the first super chat of the day. Thank you so much for the support, man. He says... Two very classy gents. Love these guys. Hit the like button. Yeah, gentlemen, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that would be absolutely awesome. If you like the show, if you enjoy the content, just hit the like button. It doesn't cost you anything. It's completely anonymous and uh, it helps out these smaller channels a lot. So that would be greatly appreciated. And by the way, Dutch, you're getting a lot of compliments about the classy outfit. <laughs> So for those who came in late, um, uh, let everyone know why 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 you so cl- so so well dressed here today. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a corporate businessman, so uh, I this is unfortunately my business dress. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yeah, got, got got home late, didn't have a chance to 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 get changed, so you're gonna have to deal with corporate Dutch today. Corporate Dutch. <laughs> you know what? What's the great thing about being an engineer um, in, a, in a big corporation? No one cares how you look. Uh, yeah. This has really changed. Like ten years ago, I had also to dress up in a suit when I go to work, uh, and nowadays, no one cares anymore how the engineers look. Of course, the salesmen and the, the marketing guys and, and those running in the corporate suits, but I just go to to work in a shirt and with the jeans, and uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. But we are not here to talk about dress code uh, at work. We are here to talk about um, Jim Ryan. Listen, man, you brought up a point, and I want to want to elaborate on that a little bit. Um, Jim complaining about 
exclusive content on potential exclusive content on on Xbox um, just feels like such a hypocrite. Like, really, you mentioned it, um, Final Fantasy VII, but that's not all. Look at Call of Duty right now. They always get content first. Certain maps are locked behind PlayStation stuff, stuff like that. Has been going on for years. Hogwarts Legacy, content locked behind. Um, the Avengers, content locked behind. Forspoken. Even Xbox games, current Xbox games, Deathloop, Ghostwire, locked behind, behind uh, the exclusive PlayStation paywall, and so. It is, it is beyond me how he can come out, complain about potentially Call of Duty going exclusive on Xbox. And like we said, the offer from Phil was obviously not that bad. Um, he himself said uh, it's well beyond what, what's the, the norm in, in the gaming industry. It would basically make Call of Duty definitely a multi-platform title this generation. By yeah. the end of this generation, 28, 29, that would be the point when Xbox would reevaluate, not necessarily make it, yeah. but reevaluate what's going on. I feel like complaining about this this publicly. I don't know what what his intention was. Um, he must have known that. Every normal thinking person would, would see this as a backfire being so PlayStation being that that um platform that is well known for locking exclusive content behind. What do you think? What what was his thought when you when, when you put out a statement like that? It's it's just strange. I don't understand what, what he went when like was thinking at that point because he's got to understand like one of the things the regulator said was it could it could impact the launch of the next generation consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, from Sony's standpoint, it will because they cannot market Call of Duty going forward. Yeah. And that is the concern that, that Sony have. Or we, we won't be able to market it. Well, you're right because you don't own it. But you have Destiny. So why don't you make the most of that? You have one of the largest IPs that are currently... Uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, and Spider-Man. Yeah. You have two mammoth IPs. Spider Man is considerably yeah. larger as a as a household name than Call of Duty is. Absolutely. Um, but Destiny is also an absolute juggernaut when it comes to shooters. Absolutely. Like you have the they have so many juggernauts, and they're complaining that one multi platform juggernaut they cannot advertise for anymore, and that's essentially the be all and end all. They just they they're scared that they as soon as Microsoft get that announcement out with Call of Duty on the box art of the console, they're scared that that is going to be the f- this flick of the switch. They're, they're scared at that point the casuals will then just flock straight over to the other. But it, it doesn't work like that. Sony are, are, like, are really in the past if they think that that is the case, that all of these gamers will just all of a sudden flock over to another console because it's advertised on another box. Like Microsoft have said, it's going to be like Minecraft. It will be everywhere, always, and we'll continue to bring out new ones. Yes, there's going to be continual new agreements for it because they're going to revise the offers and revise the contractual agreements every three years. That's normal business practice. You don't have a permanent... There's no such thing as a permanent contract. 
you never continue to have a permanent agreement with anybody. It doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> in any outside of the these weird sony spider-man rights those yeah. seem to kind of be yeah, indefinitely but weird. i agree 100 you nailed it so um it's it's obvious that <clears throat> microsoft is gonna evaluate uh, certain things over time um and especially with with such a big uh, ip that is call of duty now i've seen a lot of people um especially from the from the sony fanboy um uh, um section they, they they said well microsoft obviously lied because they said well we are going to keep it multiplied and now it turns out phil only offered three years they make out phil to be the liar what do you say about that he never mentioned the term he said several years three years exactly. is several years <laughs> yeah <laughs> It is. I mean, it, it just all he did was not say the exact amount of years mm. because that is again an, a private contractual agreement between two parties. So all Jim Ryan has done there is broken NDA. Yeah. yeah. And that this that is really <laughs> the weird part. It is like Microsoft made that statement to the Verge, and by the way, also to the Brazilian government um, when they, that entire thing I, I can't remember the how the institution was called in brazil but yeah. you, you guys know what i mean um and they made he made that statement then um publicly now jim coming out calling out phil like that publicly do you feel like now phil is gonna take the gloves off because like that was my first instinct was like oh yeah I yeah i feel like i feel like microsoft at this point can just throw them under the bus mm. yeah. um, and i think they will do because of course we've seen a little snippet of that with brazilian authorities when microsoft brought up yeah. final fantasy and others um and i think they'll just do that to the to all the big regulators i think they'll just say listen if you want to know the complete truth of the market we'll give you the complete truth of the market he has also some information from the case with apple and epic um, with regards to Sony's agreements, um, yeah. which came out in that court case. If you want to talk about actual dragging through the mud, um, we've got facts and facts for days. So it's a bad... I think it's just Jim Ryan's just causing so many issues for Sony. And again, this isn't the first time when we're talking about the abortion rights issue. He came out with his ridiculous quote then, uh, and he shouldn't have. He should have kept his mm -hmm. mouth Or yeah. Yeah, you know, he should have really he should have just either kept his mouth shut or said something a little bit more. Um, it's it's hard it's hard to say in that position, but he sh the statements he makes, he's just putting banana skins on the floor for Sony that they have to dodge every yeah. two minutes. Indeed, indeed, um, it is it is really really weird um, because I feel like that's something that that's not gonna. Not only gonna hurt the relationship in, in between Sony and Microsoft, but literally, if if you are uh, Andrew Wilson, CEO of, of EA, Yves Guillemot, Ubisoft, I don't know the guy who's in charge at Warner Brothers, but you know what I mean. Yeah. All these other um, people in in charge, uh, Bowser, of course, from Nintendo and so on, they all have some sort of of cooperate uh, collaboration working relationships and so on making these kind of statements 
publicly and really actually literally calling out Phil if you read Phil's statement he really didn't call out Sony per se he just said well we made an offer to Sony yeah. um that's really there's a difference and and he just comes out way that's in inadequate it's an inadequate offer on many levels from phil spencer and and he and and i'm just replying because phil made it publicly it's like really uh such an unprofessional behavior so i feel and it's like it's the timings weird as well because he made like he made the comment public months yeah. ago realistically and has only reiterated those comments again to the cma True. And which in which True. they highlighted Minecraft. Now Sony yeah. obviously don't see Minecraft as some kind of threat, but Minecraft still continues to be the highest selling video game ever. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's almost every month in the top ten. Um, yep. It's it's insane. Minecraft is a juggernaut. And um, if you use if you use that as a as a as a placeholder as to what to expect with Call of Duty, which is essentially what they're saying. Minecraft is essentially what we're going to do with Call of Duty would be it remains everywhere. It has yep. multi-platform. It has cross-play, cross-saves. Not only all, all that, but the newest version of that game that came out, Dungeons, was also mm. on every platform. True. True. They didn't have to, but yep. they chose to. <laughs> What about Minecraft Legends? Is that coming to multiple platforms? I would imagine so. But is mine what's mine? Oh yeah, yes it is. Yeah, actually, Minecraft Legends is everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you you're absolutely spot on, and I feel like that. What what was his intention? Is is suddenly this public statement? Is this gonna help him to prevent Call of Duty going? I think he thinks it will. And but I can't believe that. I, as, as a CEO of, of PlayStation, one of the biggest entertainment the brands angle, there is. The other angle I see it from is that he's using it as a method of which to try and drive up the contractual terms. Mm. That's a very good point. Make public pressure. Public on, pressure to on, try and drive the public, terms up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think? Is is Phil gonna take the gloves off? So what what I obviously I'm I'm just the armchair CEO here in my basement and yeah I have no idea how to run a multi-billion um dollar business unit, but my first reaction would be of course, okay, this offer is now off the tables. We're gonna honor the contract, but three years or after the next three call uh, Call of Duties, uh, if we are not forced by the CMA or the FTC or some other uh, institution, um, this deal is off. This deal is off, and and there's a lot more than Call of Duty to to Activision Blizzard. Yeah. We are also talking about. Diablo. Diablo 4 is coming out next year. Nothing has been announced in terms of um, um, like marketing deals or anything like that. Um, we know it was obviously intended as a multi-platform title. Yeah. If there's no real marketing um, uh, contract and it is just public contract, dude, you can easily take that off. And that would be a massive loss. We're talking Overwatch. Yeah, we are talking about the next survival blizzard game. 
you can say about Blizzard what you want. And I'm def- we talked about this multiple times here on the show, uh, how we disagree with, with Bobby Kotick and, and, um, and a lot of the stuff, the harassment and everything that is going on. If you look at Blizzard in, in particular, because Activision has been nothing, there's nothing else than Call of Duty these days. But if you look at Blizzard, they don't put out many games, but once yeah. they put out the games, they're massive. They're usually massive successes. Diablo 3 was massive. Overwatch was mad, massive. And the survival game will also be massive. So World of Warcraft, of course, obviously. Um, so Jim is also jeopardizing all these kind of games that also were kind of very good con- candidates as as being still multi-platform tiles. Do you think he has put those now on the table again? I think he's, I think he's showing that he doesn't care about anything but Call of Duty, mm. um, which is a major, major mistake. <laughs> major mistake. Indeed. Indeed. Um, and it's, it's, it's weird that they didn't show this level of, of care when Microsoft purchased Bethesda um, with the likes of Starfield and Elder Scrolls, who are absolute juggernauts, yeah. like they didn't care. Yeah. Like, oh, we don't know. And then they were like, Starfield's exclusive. Not a word, not a peep. Yeah. Not a peep. Call of Duty, go oh, up, up in arms, up in arms, yeah. because you're not getting your slice <laughs> anymore. Um, but it's. For, for him, for obviously for Sony, this is kind of like their um, live service game, even though it's not really a live service game. It's an annual game, but it, it kind of is for them. It's, it's But they, but they also, year. again, they still have Destiny. They still have Apex. Yeah. They yeah. still have all of these awesome multi-platforms. Yeah, Battlefield, Rainbow Six. live service games. Yeah. All of these. Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite, yeah, which is just... the largest of all of them. No one's making that exactly. exclusive. Yeah. Um, and they'll probably be getting a massive cut on that. But again, um, I don't think the the difference I think between Jim and Phil is that Phil won't say anything about this publicly, not to that extent. He won't go into the details, but he will be putting a lot of documents in place behind closed doors. Yeah, they'll have they'll have a proper corporate. The difference between Sony and Microsoft is Microsoft's statements are um, completely thought out by lawyers. Jim's statement was not. That is not a statement that has been completely thought out or proofread by a lawyer before it was made. Yeah. And if not the lawyer, at least like the communication department, like yeah. multiple people reading through statements, um, rephrasing certain wordings and stuff like that, all that did not happen. And, and quite frankly, it happens a lot with Jim these days. Um, so, yeah. Man, this is this is something. This is something. So, what do you expect? How this will continue? We have heard that the CMA deadline is now over, but we have not heard what was the outcome. We had uh, Luke Luke, uh, on here last week, if you remember. He he's a lawyer uh, in the UK, uh, actually dealing with similar mergers um, with the CMA, and he explained to us uh, very well in detail. So, if you want to learn more about and you missed the episode and you want to learn more about how uh, the CMA actually works and how they approve these kind of deals. Um, I highly recommend to go back and listen to last week's show. So we learned that they, that Microsoft got a five day 
um, deadline to respond to the um, to the concerns that the CMA has. And after the five-day deadline, they decide whether to go into phase two or not. Um, Luke also very well explained what phase two actually means. Um, but yeah, um, so the deadline is over. We haven't heard. Are we going into phase two or not? What do you think? Oh, yeah, um, I, think it's, I think it's already into phase two, personally. You, you feel um, like yeah, that? Okay. 100%. Okay. And I think, and this is where it can go, and this is where it goes into Microsoft's favor, to be honest, because um, in phase two, it's essentially negotiation stage. Um, and they can negotiate, and Sony don't have a say in that negotiation, no matter how much yeah. Jim Ryan kicks up a fuss. That negotiation is between the CMA and and xbox the same yeah. can say oh well you need to guarantee it for at least four years or five years and they go right okay we'll guarantee it for four years yeah no problem that's it so you think um when <clears throat> when we look at this is is either the cma no, or the, the ftc the day, i was going to say at the end yeah. of the day as well there is no court of law in the world that will force microsoft to sign a permanent agreement a permanent contract to keep something on an opposing platform permanently. There has never been an agreement in the history of man from the point of view of a sale, i.e. a contractual agreement between two parties, where it is, we are permanently working together. That isn't something that happens. You will always have a timed agreement. It's always yeah. timed agreement. And the, then it's reviewed further down the line and then extended. This goes for everybody's contracts. This goes a lot of the time for a business contract. So True. it's yeah, it's you bring up a lot. You get into it, you get if you go into a courtroom and, and Sony says, Oh, well, three years is not enough, and Microsoft says, Okay, well, four or five years, what's the, what's it to be? I don't think that I don't think that Sony will be present in, in the courtroom. Oh, no, they when... wouldn't. I'm saying if if they if if it got if it got to a courtroom, for instance, as an example, and yeah. Sony were trying to argue at a length of a contract. Ah, gotcha. in yeah, yeah, no yeah. courtroom in the world would they agree mm. to a permanent agreement <laughs> it's it's yeah. never been done so it's not going to happen now for the purpose of a game like they're not going to say oh no they have to have this on there permanently forever yeah it's not it's not something they'd laugh that out the courtroom they would yeah. from a lawyer's perspective they'd be like no that's impractical <laughs> that yeah. then that then prevents competition how does that how does that improve competition? That's exactly exactly the point. And I feel like um, it just tells you where the, the state that Sony is in right now uh, with the CEO, Jim Ryan. And I feel like Sony really needs that competition right now. They need that kick in the ball to wake up and <clears throat> actually lose some of their market share. I, my, my wish at the end of this generation would, we have at least parity between Xbox and, and, and PlayStation. That's when both of them will always try to do their best. I, I also don't want to come out want, want to want Xbox to come out as the quote unquote winning um, company with a market share five to one like Sony has it right now uh, here yeah. across Europe. Yeah, um, I don't want that for Xbox either. I want them to be on par, but um, for Sony right now, they really give give us the gamers the feeling like okay, they let us know that they have the market dominance, 
in the US, not so much. We see, we've seen it with the console price increase. Uh, in the US, Xbox is way stronger, but the rest of the world. Um, and and really, Sony needs this kick in the balls to wake up and, and put the consumer and, and gamer again in, in the focus, just like Jim said in his <laughs> statement that he uh, is concerned about the gamer on PlayStation. No, he isn't. No, he really isn't with this kind of deal. So I wonder really, like, is the CMA or the FTC for that matter, as of late, we always talk about CMA, um, but there's also the FTC in the US and of course um, the European Union and their uh, regulation uh, uh, regulatories um, that have to approve this deal. You feel like any one of these... <clears throat> um, is any one of these companies, um, uh, pardon me, uh, these institutions gonna put a like, um, a, uh, how do you say that in English? Um, will they force um, Microsoft to make Call of Duty a multiplat title for at least, I don't know, X amount of years? Is this really something that will come out or? Will will they f still find kind of a gentleman agreement with with Sony? Um, I think they'll come into a middle ground agreement, to be honest. But I think at the same time, the CMA Sony won't have a say in that, regardless. Mm. Uh, ultimately, the CMA don't care about the the percentage of profits that Sony earn or anything yeah. like that. Um, ultimately, they'll be more concerned about the competition um, and whether or not it is anti competitive. Um, I think it'll be more of a middle ground. Okay, we'll at least at least guarantee that it's going onto the system for X amount of years, mm. whether that be three or four, whatever it is. Um, but also guarantee a renewal of that contract and and a revision of these terms every so many years. So many years, um, yeah. It could just be like you have to guarantee negotiations will commence. Um, on the on renewal of that particular contract at mm. X time every time, um, so at least then you can negotiate the terms in from that point. Um, but none of those terms will involve the marketing rights for Call of Duty. So no matter yeah. how long they want that on there, the ultimate problem that they're going to have is that the marketing rights is ultimately what they always paid for, and they can no longer have. That the only reason Call of Duty is so successful on PlayStation. Is because of the marketing rights. Yeah, that's it. And uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's, because that's it's, what it's been did really well over the last years. Yeah. They marketed it like it's basically a PlayStation exclusive. They did the same yeah. with like Destiny and other games um, that were actually multi-platform titles, but people really thought, "Hey, that's an exclusive." Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, here. I think the CMA exclusive. They'll they'll be looking to uh to get an agreement in place, like a guarantor, essentially like a guarantee mm. or a guarantor um that it will remain on the platform for X amount of years. Um, but they don't care about the actual terms of that between yeah. Sony and, and Xbox. Yeah. They couldn't care. That's not as I long like... as they've got a guarantee it remains on the system, mm. that doesn't they don't care. I feel like a lot of these discussions revolve around Call of Duty as of late, and um, Microsoft kind of take that probably 
Yes. Okay. That's that's basically the thing we have to, well, kind of give to regulatories uh, and the competition, um, at least for a couple of years. Call of Duty being multiplat, but like I said earlier, the way how Jimbo attacked Phil in public is so unprofessional that I I would be truly surprised if Microsoft wouldn't leverage all the other IP that they got as now being more aggressively exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem, of course. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> like I said, I don't know what the status of, of Diablo, how, what, what kind of contracts have been signed. I know it has been announced as, as a multi-platform title. Um, but hey, if there are no binding contracts, things can change. If, they, if Sony plays hardball with Call of Duty, I, I feel like Microsoft will eventually make use of of their um of of their yeah well bigger arm now um yeah in, in with other games and other ips so yeah uh, man great discussion great discussion to kick the show off um i see there are a lot of strong opinions also in chat from the community um which i love it is it is a controversial topic and but I feel like most people agree that yep. um, this is it's just kind of embarrassing. Um, and yeah, uh, we are all going to be looking forward to um, to see what, what will now come out from the CMA. Like I said, deadline is over. I expect some news there coming really, really soon. Um, yep. And then we shall see uh, whether this goes into deeper investigations or not. Um, quick shout out to the 80 people that watch us live here right now. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and if you enjoy this program, it would be absolutely awesome of you to hit the like button. And if you haven't already also subscribe to the channel, um, it really helps us little shows out and I couldn't uh, be more, more thankful for the support you guys show here. Yeah, man. Dutch, do you have anything else to say on the on the subject of Phil and uh, Jim um, fighting it out, or, or well, at least Jim trying to fight it out with uh, <laughs> Phil? I no, don't I think fully, I fully assume this is going to be. Um, we're going. It's not going to be the last we'll hear of it. Put it this way. Um, hmm. It's going to be an interesting few weeks and months. It indeed, indeed, the next couple of months will be very interesting. I have no doubt that the deal go, will go through regardless. Yeah. And whether Call of Duty will be for three, four, five years uh, multiplied, it really doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Xbox gamers are getting it, getting all the Activision Blizzard games they want into Game Pass. That's the important thing. That's where we benefit way more for, than from exclusivity, exclusivity. But exclusives are important. Um, they give an identity to your platform. Yeah. And Xbox is lacking that at the moment. So, um, yeah, certain exclusives, um, and if it's only uh, um, for for a certain amount of time or with uh, already announced multiplayer uh, platform titles, I could also see, like, add-on content uh, being first on Xbox and stuff like that. Um, Xbox could really uh, leverage that, and it would help to... Just lower that market share and bring Sony again in the position where they have to fight 
actually yep. for the wallet uh, of, of consumers. And that's just, uh, like I said last week, it feels like they abuse their market dominance outside yeah, of the US. Still are. This, this year specifically, and, they've, they've kind of taken it for granted and just expect mm, people to do everything. Yep. There is the exactly. price on the subscription service. There is the prices on the console. There is the prices on games. They haven't had an event. They're still not having an event. Uh, I, by the way, I heard yeah, super silent. They're, they're kind of just expecting people to just take what they're given um, and not demand better. And when, when people like us demand better from them, you get called out by the, uh, the, the corporate uh, chieftains that like to protect their favorite corporation in plastic box um yeah. but they have to be called out there's, there's they're far from perfect and there's a lot that they need to improve just yeah. because they create some absolutely awesome games does not mean that they cannot also be anti-consumer <laughs> there's people seem Indeed. to yeah. get that mixed up just because yeah. You make a great game doesn't mean you're not also um, being an anti-consumer company, which they are. Indeed, indeed, I couldn't have said it better. Um, yeah, man, uh, interesting times we're living in, and I've, I have the feeling that we will talk about the Activision Blizzard acquisition more than once uh, again on this <laughs> on this yeah. show. Uh, but for for today, I want to move over to something else. Uh, yes. A couple of other th awesome things have have um, uh, surfaced this week. Small, some bigger news, some smaller news. Some smaller. Let's start with with something smaller because you mentioned marketing rights of Call of Duty. Yeah. And guess who got a new uh, a, a promotion? Uh, Aaron Greenberg. Um, yeah. From the Xbox department uh, is now corporate vice president um, of marketing. Um, at Xbox Gaming, so congratulations to to Aaron from us here uh, from the world of gaming. Um, man, do you think this will change anything? Uh, not really. I think he's. I think he's obviously he's earned it. He's 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 a great guy. I obviously messaged him the other day and, and said it personally to him as well, and obviously said thanks. Um, but he's 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 an awesome guy. He's, he's well deserved. He puts in a lot of hard work behind the scenes. He's been there. For, for God knows how long now. It's decade, two decades or something now um, since the start of Xbox, really. Um, he's He's been there since essentially day one um, and he's worked his way up. Um, and those who, yes, people, certain people are going to hate, hate on him because he, he loves the company he works for. And you can see he loves the company he works for and that's the difference. But he also loves his job. He loves interacting with fans. He loves meeting new people. Um, it's it is the perfect role for him, and and he knows how to go about it. He knows how to kind of interact with the fans and have fun with them, and um, and have a little joke every now and again. And people can see that is toxic, but he's just poking fun. And he, if he's hyped for a game like he was when Crash Bandicoot was um, obviously is his main profile picture. Yeah, essentially yeah. him just saying like I'm hyped because we've got Crash. And everyone yeah. was just like, oh, that's so toxic. Just because you've got... It's like, no, he's just a gamer. At the end of the day, of course he's hyped. These companies, yeah. his company, the companies worked for for two decades that he helped essentially start Xbox with, yeah. has just bought a major franchise that he loves. Of course Ooh. he's going to be hyped. 
Like, and then he's excited and he share, loves to share that with the community. And yeah. it's not just Aaron. It's it's like a lot of executives are so approachable in the Xbox yeah. brand. And I feel like this is this really special about Xbox uh, in, in, in gaming. Nintendo doesn't have that. Sony obviously doesn't have that. But we can see not just Aaron being out on the streets on social media and on, at the gaming events, but we have also yeah. Larry Herb. We have Phil Spencer himself. We have met um, Sarah Bond. Uh, well, um, all these on on that note as well, there was a um, Sea of Thieves fest created mm. in the UK that Xbox Mick went to, um, and um, they didn't have to, but pretty much all of the developers, the main developers and the studio heads for Sea of Thieves at Ray. Um, went to the festival and just spent the day there and had fun and um, met all the fans and things. You don't see that on Sony's side. You don't see these private festivals nice. that have been created yeah. by fans be attended by the the creators of the game. Yeah. See, Siki here in chat says I, he met Phil uh, at the Xbox showcase this year. It's just this. This is what I mean. The 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 Xbox community actually has like a connection towards the yeah. people working at Xbox. And, and that just makes it special. And you can sometimes really tell that also in the community itself. It's, it's when I always say on Twitter, like we have the most welcoming community here. This is what yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's it's just um, people love love the, the brand um, because they you, you kind of have a personal relationship towards certain people that work there so yeah uh not the biggest topic of the week but i just wanted to mention it and give give a shout out to to aaron um congratulations yep. now uh just one one thing here uh, being now the vice president of marketing at xbox i just started marketing also outside of the U the us and the uk uh mainland europe need some advertisement for that fantastic product uh, yeah i'll be there. putting in some some private words <laughs> there on, you Alan. go you guys heard it here uh, that just gotta put in a good word man cyberpunk um and i just want to throw some some footage of cyberpunk um hang on i always mess up the overlays when i switch to the footage there we go uh yeah cyberpunk had a, a stream this week and um they actually announced uh add-on content not the dlc but add-on content um it's called phantom liberty um it's coming in 2023 v is gonna join the police uh, that was obvious from the from the uh, little teaser trailer um and it, yeah like i said it will come in 2023 and it will be the only major content add-on for the game um if you guys remember the witcher had two um major add-ons um um, Blood and Wine, and what was the first one? Uh, I'm blanking on the name right now. I think it's because Blood and Wine was that good. Everyone forgets the first one. <laughs> but the first one was actually also really well. I love the little uh, tidbits where they introduced the, uh, you, you know, the main antagonist. Uh, I yeah. don't want to spoil anything, but the main antagonist uh, in, yeah. in that DLC. Um, was actually part of the main game at the very beginning. You just had no idea that you ever met him. 
um, because you meet so many characters. But it's uh, the, the first one was really good. Oh man, Chet the Chet knows Hearthstone, Heart of Stone. Yeah, that's, that's it. Cool. That's it. Thank you guys. Um, so yeah, Cyberpunk is only gonna have one add-on. It's it's the uh, the one coming in 2023 called Phantom Liberty. Now. If it's okay, I'm, I'm going to give my thoughts this time first. Um, yes. I really like Cyberpunk. We've had the discussion. Um, it's a fantastic game. If you can see past the the rough launch the issues, and bugs yeah. and the issues and everything, the game itself is actually really, really good. It's a fantastic RPG. Um, I had a blast with this, so I can't wait for, for new content there. Um, but I got to say, like... 23 is probably the worst idea to launch add-on content for that game. Like, I feel 23 is going to be the busiest year gaming has ever seen. There are, like, each and every month, two to three major AAA releases, um, at least in the first uh, half of, of the next year. And I doubt that the second half will be that differently. Um, like 23 is going to be the most crowded year gaming has ever seen. And then you launch uh, add-on content, major add-on content to a game that launched actually like three years ago. Next, by the time the, the, the uh, add-on comes out. Um, I sure hope that this is going to go well. Uh, I, w- I would really love that Cyberpunk gets a, a second wind and, a, and some some positive news around the game when the once the, the add-on content launches uh, the DLC comes out but I feel like in 23 um, this game is gonna have a really hard time what do you think um it's it's hard I think it's hard it is hard to tell I agree on the fact that it's it's so packed in 2023 that a lot of people are going to overlook it um not entirely, yeah. but they're going to put it on the back burner. Um, yeah. I myself, again, adored Cyberpunk. Like, I played through that thing pretty much start to finish over the winter when it came out. Yeah, loved every minute of it. I had much like yourself, next to no issues at all, apart from very minor. So I I could thoroughly enjoy the game without problems. Um, yeah. That aside, there is additionally to the the content itself, the major benefit for this, in my opinion, that will have a little bit more of a a positive effect on it will be the fact that they ditched the last generation for this DLC. Yeah, right. Completely ditched that, which means that this will be theoretically not only probably looking better, um, there'll be a lot more to it. Obviously, to them, it's a case of where they're obviously doing a lot more in this um, from a technical perspective on on this add-on to the point where it is literally, physically unable to be on the previous generation, which tells me that they've put in a substantial amount of work to it. Um, I think that's why they t- it took them yeah. three years to come out, uh, yeah. almost three years to come out with with the content, and, and it wouldn't be a, a first from, for them. I was going to say from from uh, from CDPR, we know that when they release these, they're substantial. They're not little. Yeah. 
by any stretch. And the good news is, of course, in the meantime, um, you've got some massive updates to the game itself that came out with patch 1.6, which was, of course, the Series S and its glorious performance mode, which is out now, which is huge. Um, Cross-safe progression with every platform, which is brilliant. Awesome. I have to Uh, connect now, actually, my account because I have like... Two playthroughs going on right now, one on the PC <laughs> and one on the on the console, and I always can't decide uh, whether yeah. <laughs> where yeah. to to continue. Um, I have to link them and them up actually. Yeah. But also, um, of course, with the release of the anime um, and the patch, you have new missions, um, jobs, quests, etc., new clothing, new weapons, etc., also added in patch one point six um, to coincide with the anime. Um, so there are new jobs, new quests, new missions, new story missions, etc., in the game right now that people can go and play with the either performance mode on Series S if you want to do that, or on Series X with obviously full ray tracing or performance mode, whatever you choose, um, and have all that new content whilst you do it. And to be honest, right now there has never been a better time to play Cyberpunk. We're in a pretty yeah. quiet point of the year. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we have some, still some big hitters coming out this year. Well, to us, um, of course, we've still got Plague Tale Requiem so far. Touchwood. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> still yeah. Got Plague Tale. We've still got Callisto Protocol. We've still got Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. Have Metal you seen Hell the latest trailer? Sorry to go off rails here for a second, but have you seen that latest trailer for Gotham Knights? Yes. Yeah, it is so good. It looks so good. And it you can really tell that the game uh, needed a couple of more months. Uh, yeah. If you compare that trailer now to what was shown in like February or March or when, whenever that, that first initial gameplay was shown, yeah. um, you can really tell the difference. And um, this was like kind of a behind-the-scenes trailer where they had also some little interviews with some of the developers um, cut in there. It's only five minutes long, but they really told like, okay, uh, how they going to introduce um, all the different characters that you can actually play each mission with each character. So they have like all quest lines recorded, all the voice recording and and stuff like with for all four of them. Um, And yeah, man. I, I don't know why people never talk about this game. It looks so good. So good. Because because the internet is fickle. They say yeah, something once and automatically it's it's labeled as gone. It's trash. Yeah. And unfortunately it happens all the time. And this is still the label that follows Cyberpunk around. And I see another yeah. article the other day that labeled it again. They were just like, it's too little, too late for Cyberpunk. And it isn't. Um, and is cyberpunk it's too little to be it's too late to be redeemed in, in my opinion cyberpunk has redeemed itself um it is in the state that it should have been at launch it has do that and it still uh, has been a commercial success um yeah. it's all oh, like what 25? 18 to 20 million units i think it was like I, I, but i could Maybe be wrong more. but i i think they reported 25 million yeah it was 18, obviously, 18 minus the losses at launch. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. there were refunds and things. So, 18 minus the losses. So, they did 18 at launch. And obviously, since then, it's continued to sell. Um, so, it's probably around that 25 mark again now. But listen, the work that they've put into this game to get it where it needs to be. And they've understood that, I think, understood in retrospect, 
that they shouldn't have put the game out on previous gen consoles mm. in the first place. They wouldn't have had the same issue yeah. at all. Um, it would have been received far better. And I think the the reason a lot of the things were initially missing, which I think you'll get in the DLC, they've also advised in uh, in this newest patch that the police have had an overhaul. Um, yes, the, the police AI. This was one of the big criticism at launch because it was like not just a bug thing, but like they advertised the AI of the police completely different in the lead up to the to the launch of the game, and then it wasn't simply in there. Yeah, so. Good that this comes back. You're you're absolutely spot on, man. Um, games can redeem themselves. We have seen 100%. that. We've, we've um, seen it a number of times. I mean, look, let's have a. You have to keep mentioning. <laughs> you have to keep mentioning the that space game. I keep forgetting the name of it though. Um, it's had like literally a, an update pretty much every month since its since its launch. Ah, uh, you mean? Um... Yeah. Oh god, I know what you mean. The the one that has the generic No Man's Sky. Yes, No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah. Like, thank look you, at, CK look in at chat. The state of that game now, like in comparison to when it launched, it has yeah. everything and more, and they're all free. Every yeah. update is completely free, and it's much bigger yeah. and much bigger every yeah. time. Yeah. And that is one like the community on that is massive now. So that's redeemed itself. Look at Sea of Thieves. If you have a look at the yeah. Sea of Thieves now, there's, there's no doubt that games can redeem themselves. But also, we have to consider the reality of the importance of timing. Remember yeah. Titanfall, um, yeah. one of the best shooters. Uh, Titanfall Two is, is what, still, if you ask me, one of the best shooter first-person shooter campaigns out there today. Yeah. Um, got completely tanked because of bad timing and i think like that's that's a problem that a lot of games will have in 2023 now granted yeah. a lot of games will also get pushed out of 23 that are now yeah. announced for the 23 that she's gonna get delayed to 24 and beyond but um yeah um i hope i hope truly hope that cyberpunk can redeem itself with this um with this add-on and it it will get the bus um I think it is. I think for us, it, it doesn't need. Obviously, for us, it doesn't need to redeem. And I think for most people, it also doesn't need to redeem. The vast majority of people I've spoken to have just not played the game yet because they were waiting for it to be stable and ready to yeah. play. Um, and there's a number of people that I've spoken to now who are like, "Is it? Is it really like ready to go now?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like this yeah, is, it is. It really is. I can play. confirm. I, I'm I'm doing a second playthrough. The the playthrough is on hold right now, but I all already put like i want to say 20 to 25 hours into my second playthrough um after the next gen patch or current gen patch has come out and it it really is good now um yeah uh like um yeah really not the same game like it was at launch um and yeah so i highly recommend everyone who hasn't played it to play it this year because this year guys you have a lot more time the yeah. next year <laughs> and um yeah uh it's it's dirt cheap as well like it's in every sale you can get it for a few bucks um so highly recommend it and uh, by the way dutch since we are on the topic of of cd project Red, another yes. game that's that definitely deserves another playthrough this year is the witcher 3 and yeah. they confirmed just the other day that in 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 the investor calls that the Witcher three patch is coming this year, fourth quarter, 
we will get ray tracing and everything. Um, the current gen patch for Witcher 3 it will also add the content that is related to the TV series, the Netflix series. You're going to do another playthrough? Yes. I've been with. I've, okay. I've I wouldn't have not accepted any other answer, by the way. I've literally, <laughs> <laughs> I've literally not played it be, uh, or in because I've been meaning to play do a playthrough for a while, and it got to the point where I I was just thinking, you know what? I'm I'm at this point. I am literally going to wait. Um, I've played through Cyberpunk. I've beat that. I've played it on the the next gen patch. I'm going to wait for the DLC for that to come out and then play that again. Yeah. Um, instead of going through every version of every ending and things, because like, that'll take forever. So I'm just going to do the DLC when that comes out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with Witcher, um, it, it's already a phenomenal game. But the one, the line that I liked best about that announcement was that there was it's not just a patch. They've put that as the next gen version of the game will be out. So it is a substantial overhaul, and it it's going to be, I think, a case of you're going to have the Xbox One version. And you're gonna have the Series X version, or you're gonna have the PlayStation Five version, or the PlayStation Four version. There's gonna be two separate, like it would do in a cross-generational thing. But the next-gen version of the game, which of course I think obviously it's a free, a free patch, yeah. um, or a free upgrade, um, will be a separate file entirely from the Xbox One version of the title. Yeah. Um, and of course, the substantial work that they're putting into that game. Um, I, I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing that because the game's already beautiful. Yeah, uh, indeed. And I wonder what they will add actually, because like the game already has a performance mode on yeah. Xbox. And um that that the beauty about this performance mode is that it runs with dynamic resolution. So what that means is that when you play it in performance mode on Xbox, you already have 4K 60 FPS. Yeah, it really runs at stable 4K 60 FPS on the Series X um, because that performance mode was actually designed for the One X, where the resolution was ray tracing. Exactly, 4K 60 ray tracing, um, and hopefully ultra physics um, from the PC version. Yeah, performance still push up to 120. If you want Mm. performance mode, it's 120 frames. There you go. There you go. Um, Yeah. But on, be... on top of that as well, of course, alongside that, you will have the inclusion of the Netflix DLC yes. to go alongside it. So additional content, new quests that no one's played, new equipment, new armor, new weapons. Awesome. What else do you want? It's going to be yeah. awesome. And it's everyone looked like Henry Cavill playing the game instead of the original Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> Fact. Fact. <laughs> yeah, man. Man, good stuff here. Can't wait. Oh, I love the Witcher, man. Um, some exciting stuff is gonna happen this weekend. Uh, let's move on from the Witcher because yes. we will have an in-depth discussion, guys. Once that patch drops, yeah, yeah, uh, no, no doubt. But yeah, I want to briefly talk about Ubisoft this uh, and and Marvel uh, this this weekend. We're gonna have a showcase from both of them. Um, so it's actually awesome, yeah, to have like the Marvel event on Friday, the the Marvel Disney event, and uh, on Saturday we get the Ubisoft event. I want to 
start actually with the Ubisoft event um, because we know actually quite a few things now about this event. My uh, Ubisoft already confirmed that there will be Assassin's Creed Mirage, um, which will be set um, in in um, Baghdad, and it is apparently smaller scaled. Yeah, um, Assassin's Creed, like more going back to the original trilogy. Um, and it will only be one of three Assassin's Creed, has the rumor. Um, they will apparently show two other um, Assassin's Creed games or announce them at least uh, at the event that will then be part of this rumored Assassin's Creed Infinite, um, uh, Infinity. One Assassin's Creed is apparently going to be based in Japan, and the other one um, is going to uh, be focused um, around the witch hunt in the Holy Roman Empire, um, and is codenamed Hexen, um, which is the German word for witch. So um, Hexe is basically the German word for witch. So yeah, um that's what the rumors have. What do you think? Are you excited to see the future of Assassin's Creed? No. <laughs> no. Um, I understand what they're doing and they're trying to go multiple different directions with Assassin's Creed um, and the Assassin's Creed IP, but Ubisoft have also got a, a knack of milking something beyond comprehension. And I think Assassin's Creed ideally needs a long break other than making uh, doing the complete opposite which is we have now five projects in the works all of them are assassin's creed and uh <laughs> let's go well, um it, yeah. it used to be an annual franchise and now okay. it's already two years since we had Belhalla. uh mirage is rumored to come out next year then uh yeah. so that's that not again it's not to say that we didn't um I didn't enjoy Valhalla because I did enjoy the, the 70 or 80 hours I put into it. Um, but it was a Marmite game. So me and you enjoyed it. We enjoyed the expansions. Yeah. But we also know that there was parts of that game that dragged on too much. Yeah, uh, There was also a lot of people that played Valhalla or even the previous title, um, uh and got 20 to 25 hours in and thought it's this is like it's just dragging it's taking too long the story doesn't really know where it's going too much um or lost interest in it or it was just same old same old so, um, so you're basically saying you would appreciate them going back with mirage to more the more well, classic uh ac games see because I, I didn't even like the 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 and this i've said this with all three of the newest generation Assassin's Creed games um, with Odyssey, with... Um, Origins was the first Origins, one, then we Odyssey, had Odyssey. Valhalla yeah. is none of those should have been named Assassin's Creed and they should have had <laughs> nothing to do with Assassin's Creed. Yeah, they, they should just ditch the, the modern day timeline in this, yeah. these games. Um, they I could agree have just there. released those titles as Valhalla, as Odyssey, as... Um, origins just like that without the assassin's creed tag and they would have still done fine there yeah. was still being good games but it, it was nothing to do with, like they didn't have to include the assassins in any of those games they didn't have to mm. they, they forced them into that if you like assassin's creed should have stayed assassin's creed 
It was about the the rise of the assassins, the original rise of the assassins, Ezio, etc. And it lost uh, I, its way. I get you, I get your point there, um, yeah. but I I have to disagree here. Uh, actually, <laughs> I th- feel like see that the thing with with many ongoing uh, franchises like Assassin's Creed is that people always complain like it's the same thing each and every year. And Assassin's Creed actually had that problem. Yeah, yeah? there were better ones like Black Flag was really really good. Then we had Unity, which obviously was a disaster. Then uh, we had the one that with the steampunk setting, blanking um, on the name, but you know, we had like these hits and misses, but people were like, yeah, it's each and every year the same. They just throw another paint job on it and then they are good to go. And then they actually went back to the drawing board and reinvented Assassin's Creed and made it basically an RPG, an open world RPG with yeah. Origins. And I absolutely loved Origins. And then they refined that formula two years later with odyssey and i think to this day odyssey is the best assassin's creed game there is uh, out there and yeah i agree with valhalla and you could already tell them with valhalla that now this formula is kind of already running a little dry because it's, it's just yeah huge open map it's a little bit too huge and it's a little bit too repetitive valhalla still a good game though um but but i get People feel and if, like okay. and if you think about Valhalla as well, like the only time you see the animus is the beginning of the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and don't get me started about the, the animus. Game. And then and then in the middle of one time in the middle, and then once at the end, and that's about it. So you, they yeah. could have just left that out. I agree there. They just yeah. but they could have but they could have done that actually after Black Flag just dropped the, the modern day timeline thing yeah. and they didn't need it in Unity. And any other Assassin's Creed game, it is after the Ezio um, uh, trilogy. Honestly, I, f- I felt like uh, the modern day timeline just went down the hill, and they should should have just get rid of it anyway. Yeah. But I I I have to I have to to say like I appreciate Ubisoft taking a gamble actually with Origins back in the day when they said okay we are gonna do something different with one of our biggest IPs I appreciate that when a developer does that and now it seems like hey we feel like the feedback was okay open world Valhalla a little bit too much a little bit too big a little bit too stretched out let's go back and change it back to a more classic formula make it a little bit smaller probably a little bit more streamlined i actually i actually like that ubisoft is doing that and i don't know really what is going on with that assassin's creed infinity it sounds like to me it's going to be something like a hub yeah it's like where a they can build upon and if they and if they do a good Japanese-based Assassin's Creed, or one set, on me, uh, set in in the Holy Roman Empire, and then they have like different kind of Assassin's Creed games, like every three years a big open world Assassin's Creed, and um, one year they take a break, and one year they do a mirage um, kind of thing where it's more linear, more streamlined, not open world, one city. Like I feel. That could actually work. So I'm really excited to see what they will do. And I also want to mention, like, Ubisoft has started each and every generation with a complete overhaul of their engine. Um, Sometimes it went good. 
sometimes it didn't go too smooth, but if you remember Unity, that game was like breathtakingly gorgeous. Too gorgeous to be handled by the Wii consoles. Um, and then they had a complete overhaul with their engine for Origins and, and, and Odyssey and Valhalla, of course. They all run on the same version of the, their engine. Now, I want to see, does Ubisoft do the same thing? And They really go back and completely overhaul their engine and make the the next Assassin's Creed Mirage like look like this mind-blowing uh, ga- game again. They have done that in the past, so. But are they are they gonna are they gonna rest on the? If I see in in Mirage, if I see another reference to the Animus again and going through that, um, <laughs> I am good. I am like, there's nothing more painful than that section. Uh, that's, like it's as if so it's true. it's like they've lumped like... in or attempting to lump in, like Uncharted, without yeah. weapon or action. Just pointless little platforming sections into mm. what would otherwise be an awesome open world action RPG game. Yeah. Um, take you out of your enjoyment of it, put you into a random time where you're jumping out of some time machine and then doing something for no reason, running yeah. back to the hut, getting back in it, checking your emails. Like, what? <laughs> like, you know, I'm always like, just, I, I want to skip that email. Fuck, where can I go back to the end? I totally get you there. So, uh, but uh, that's not going to happen. I, they just that's need to ditch happen. the animus, like, completely. Like, yes, I understand if you're Ezio or whatever it is, an assassin, but we don't need to see someone investigating it. Like, we know where the assassin we can learn about the history of this assassin whilst playing as the assassin. We don't Absolutely. need we don't a need historian in the background. But you know what I feel like? Um, we've heard about Assassin's Creed Infinity being like kind of like a hub thing or no one Live really knows. Game, yeah. yeah. And I feel like that Infinity thing is going to be kind of like an ongoing modern day Assassin's Creed game. So you have like basically this hub world yeah, and, and and you walk in modern day, and then you kind of walk around, and you go into uh, this animus over there, and then you start up suddenly in Mirage, and then you go. That would there, be a good idea. Well, hella, and you have like this, and I mark my words, that's what's Infinity gonna be. That would be a good idea. That would make use of the animus system. Yes, that would make exactly. more sense. Then make it like an ongoing live game, and then you just add basically games into this, yeah. and then you within this live game, you go into this building where the animus starts for the Holy Roman Empire game, Assassin's Creed, and the Japanese game one. Yeah, mark my words, we will talk about this next week once we know uh, yes. what it actually <laughs> is. What do you think about the Ubisoft event besides Assassin's Creed? Is there going to be anything exciting? Like, I don't know, they could show the Splinter Cell remake, Beyond Good and Evil, the Avatar game, the Star Wars you would, game. You would, God, you would hope, you would hope that they show Beyond Good and Evil 2. Mm, yeah. God, it's been so long since we've seen that. So long since that was announced. Like, that is almost as long as... Let's um, say 2018. Oh, it's uh, longer please. than that, isn't it? Chat will let us know. The chat. I'm sure, it's longer than that. Um, but yeah, you know, I feel like today we rely a lot on our our fantastic chat whenever we <laughs> have blanks here. Um, yeah, but yeah, 
it's been a long time. So beyond good and evil, please continue. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, would love to see Splinter Cell remake shown off as well. However, I don't want that rushed and I don't want them showed off unless it's ready to show off. The last thing I want to do, we've been waiting for Splinter Cell to be redone or a new version or rebooted, whatever it is. We've been waiting for that moment for years now, years and years. I don't want them to show something like a bit like the um, Prince of Persia that they showed off a few years ago that was announced and it was an absolute yeah. mess. I do not want that to happen with Splinter Cell. Yeah, so, same. Is it ready to show? Do, do we do show. we know in which engine they are gonna do the remake? Is it gonna be the Anvil engine, the Snowdrop engine? Uh Snowdrop, I think. Okay. Snowdrop is a gorgeous engine, so yeah, man. Uh, but I'm fully with you. Like, do, will we see Prince of Persia? Beyond Persia? Good and Evil Two was first announced way back in 2008. That is insane. <laughs> that is insane. Thanos puts in chat, like, Beyond Good and Evil 2, 2017. Yeah, I think that was the, the reveal trailer. Like, yeah. five years now, and we've not seen anything from that game. Just like with Skull and Bones, uh, which is also, by the way, coming out. So I expect that game to be there. Yes. But then, like, I feel like Ubisoft really has actually an exciting pipeline. If, if we think about the Avatar game, which is now probably coming out end of next year. Um, definitely not this fiscal year, they said. So then we have I like... I think we will, we will see Avatar. We'll 100% see Avatar. Hmm. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. That is probably my yeah. most anticipated game of them all because it, obviously it's on the Snowdrop engine. It's going to look unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but it's also the type of world that that is in comparison to what would be a realistic setting, i.e. Greece yeah. or Europe, England, Britain, whatever it is, no matter what time zone it is, that, that's that's a realistic setting, even yeah. if it is in the past. The world of Avatar and Pandora, etc., is vibrant, colourful, full of like awesome, luminescent colours and lighting. And oh, yeah. It's, so I am looking forward to seeing the world that they've created there not so much what the story's about and things just to see that world imagined in game form yeah um so yeah look forward to that most definitely same same then we obviously have like a new watchdogs in the making they uh they have i don't think we'll see watchdogs this year yeah i don't think so either i uh, watchdogs and far cry i feel like not gonna show that but yeah yeah man in between avatar splinter cell prince of persia um skull and bones skull and bones now obviously assassin's creed games plural multiple games um, this show has actually the potential to be a good one for ubisoft so let's see let's see the star wars game yeah i mean we have the we have the marvel and disney event one day earlier yeah, so it's been confirmed to be sure. around twenty-five minutes long, which is pretty decent. That's quite long. That has been confirmed. I I must have missed that. That is awesome, man. Twenty-five minutes. We know, um, Amy Hennings' game is gonna be there. Uh, yeah, multiple different rumors going around. Some say it's gonna be a Daredevil game. Today, I've seen the rumor going around that it's actually a 
game uh, in the Marvel Universe that is uh, playing uh, with um, in, during the Second uh, uh, Second World War uh, with Captain America and Black Panther. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Amy Henning's game's definitely going to be there, whatever it will be. What else do you expect from that event? Oh, this is, I had this great discussion yesterday with uh, with with the midweek crew, and um, for me, it's I'm just personally for the event itself. I'm just happy that Disney and Marvel have decided to get into get all in on the on the gaming side. Um, I think they've realised the mistakes previously that they had with giving EA full exclusivity of a major oh, yeah. IP. Um, they understand how that messed it up. Uh, but I also think now they understand the importance of um, their what their IP can do in video games. Yeah. Um, if give if everybody's given the opportunity to make something, and that's what they've done, um, they've farmed out their IPs to developers, big and small. Um, so I'm expecting to see some smaller titles by some smaller indie studio, uh, indie studios. Um, we you never know. There could be. Um, Completely out the blue, but there could be news about a, a new Disney and Sea of Thieves crossover um, with Pirates of the Caribbean again. Um, there could be um, more information or gameplay on Kingdom Hearts 4, which is obviously a huge um, Disney and uh, Square Enix crossover. Yeah. Um, the largest of them. And in fact, I would, I would go as far to say is it's probably the most profitable um disney game that they have at the moment granted they don't have that many with yeah. uh, the classic um disney characters exactly um, exactly yeah. and obviously we've got we know star wars survive jedi survivor um hopefully is that game gonna you. be there yes i hope so i hope oh, so i sure hope so it's, yeah, it's releasing too. next year isn't it so yes uh, early next year actually yeah. they said. So, so if this if it's gonna be shown then yes, I would say. Uh, and the good thing about the trailers is all it needs is a good one minute, two minute gameplay trailer. Um, a quick running one, in Unreal Five. A little bit of gameplay, a little bit of a tease. Oh, yeah. That's all they need to do. They don't need to go too far into it. Just a little tease. Yeah. And Disney are good at teasers. To be fair, they they put good trailers yes, together. Indeed, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. So I thought we expect Jedi Survivor to be there. At least, definitely hope it will be. Um, what other Star Wars games will we see? I mean, there are multiple um, candidates. We have like um, the Ubisoft Star Wars game. We have the Kotor remake. This is apparently yeah, we'll, now we to say Yeah, we yeah. won't talk Kotor. I don't think so either. Then we have Respawn's Star Wars first-person shooter that they're yeah. working on. We have the Bit Reactor Star Wars strategy game. Yeah. We have Star Wars Eclipse from. Um, Blue, um, something with blue. Yeah. I anyway. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, today we we. <laughs> yeah, brain fog today. Brain yeah, fog. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our six and I. Google this uh, drives me mad. Quantic Dream, not not blue, blue. Uh, yeah, Quantic Dream, exactly. Um, so we have that. <sighs> We you still almost have, you, know there's also for everyone 
and Disney, and this is a good thing about Disney as well. If you and it's their D twenty three weekend. If people don't know what Disney mm. D twenty three is, is their yeah. annual event where they talk about everything in the world of Disney, um, theme parks, movies, TV series, books. So this weekend, if you're a Disney Marvel fan, is is the time to tune in to see when the next Loki's coming and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but what Disney aren't scared of doing is announcing things as a title for years down the line. So it could be an opportunity where they say, right, these are all the games that are coming out in the next few months or next through, or next year or so, um, and these are games that we're announcing today um, that are in currently in production by our partners at X and X mm. and X. Yeah, Disney aren't scared to do that because they, they're, they're happy to announce these things way in advance, way, way in advance. Like Disney are a different beast. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So, like they laid out the Marvel roadmap, if you remember until that, until twenty twenty six. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. So I feel like, I mean, this would be a, it, it's more probably of a wishful thinking from my side, but. I feel but like and you're mentioning Avatar as well before, but Avatar is also a Disney IP, so yeah, yeah, the Avatar a, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ubisoft, or do we see it at Disney? That's why I'm a little surprised that it, did you said uh, that it's confirmed it's it's only going to be 25 minutes long because yeah. I feel like it it has the potential to show off so much. Now, is there and and I think feel like the chat wants to know as well. Is there a Mandalorian game coming? Oh, I think there's definitely a Mandalorian game. Um, whether or not we see will it, we see it <laughs> is another will thing. We... Whether or not we see it is another thing. Um, no, I don't think we'll see the first-person shooter by Respawn either. Um, I think yeah, they, on... we're going to see the the uh, survivor. Yeah, Jedi, Jedi uh, survivor. survivor and if this is the start, the good. I mean, the one thing I'll take from this is if if this show is successful, um, yeah. this can be the start of an an additional showcase to the to the annual roster that we're used to, um, that goes in line with their day twenty three event every year which means every year we're going to get new updates on Marvel and Disney IPs in the yeah. gaming sector. And that um, would be absolutely awesome to have that as an annual thing to look forward to. Yeah. One thing to take note of as well is with Sony's um, idea of being very quiet this year, um, and so far their lack of showcase, and usually by now something's been announced. <laughs> September <laughs> now. Um they usually have it this month. There is nothing being announced. Yes, you usually get it with a week's notice or something, but nothing so far. Um, we're almost in we a, see halfway Spider-Man through 2? September again. Yeah. Yeah. Do no, we, see we don't see. Two? No. Listen, Spider-Man Two was scheduled for uh, 2023, and like every game, it's gonna get a delay these days. So it's at least 24 for yeah. Spider-Man Two. So I don't think we will see it this year. Honestly, I feel like, you know, it's it's just my theory, and maybe it, it, this this theory is because I'm a little mad at Sony right now. Uh, but I feel like, obviously, they also have that that delay issue and the pipeline issue and and everything. Just Xbox got hit a year earlier with the, that issue, and I feel like 2023 is going to be that um, that that pipeline problem that they will have. Um, and that's why they don't have the showcase because they simply don't have the stuff in in a state where they want to or can announce it 
we will they will still have a few games like Forspoken is obviously coming out, but not a first person, a uh, first party game. Then we have like the um, Last of Us factions thing, uh, the multiplayer. But honestly, I do have the feeling that Xbox got hit with the pipeline problem due to COVID and everything else um, in 2022. And I feel like Sony is going to get hit with that in 23. And that's why they don't have it, have any events right now, because literally, are you going to be able to show the things that you have coming in 24 and beyond? That's probably too early and you can't do all CGI tra trailers. Um, that's also like they did with Wolverine and, and Spider-Man. They can't do that again. Um, so yeah, that's just my theory. But, yeah. We shall, we, sh we shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Because again, insomniac, insomniac, put my teeth in. Um, insomniac <laughs> are having the um, or having a live stream anyway to celebrate the birthday of um, of Spider Man, um, the game itself. Um, so we'll see whether or not they announce it themselves and talk about Spider Man Two there. Um, but if Sony aren't having an event because there's not much else to talk about. Um, but Insomniac have something to show that Disney can show off. That would be Point. the only thing that they could that show, of course. Sony have a lot of stuff in the works anyway. We're just not aware of what it is as yet. Yeah, true. True. They have a lot. Obviously, they have a lot of, of stuff in the works. But when's that stuff due? Yeah. that That is the thing. And, and now you add the... We know that games that are early in development have been a hit a little bit harder than games that are fairly far along in development. Um, we've heard it so many times from all kinds of different publishers. Games that were early, at the early stage in development had it harder than games that were farther along. And a lot of the first-party games at Sony Studios obviously are in early stages. Because, like, in the last two years uh, of the PS4 generation, basically every studio released a game. Yeah, You had, like, Days Gone from, from Ben's studio. We had The Last of Us 2. We had Ghost of Tsushima. We had all these games um, coming. And now, obviously, they need another five years plus the one-year delay. Um, so I, I just... it's I could be wrong here, but I feel like... 23 is going to be a, a relatively empty year for Sony, and that's why they feel like they don't really need to do a showcase, and they rather save the, the excitement around the showcase for when they need that excitement because they don't really need it. They have God of War coming this year. They have enough, and, and, and Microsoft really doesn't have anything uh, to compete with them. They have enough excitement from a game's perspective uh, around their brand so they, they really don't need that showcase. They need it next year when they don't have the games to launch and Microsoft yeah. is firing on all cylinders with Starfield, Redfall, Forza, and probably an About or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then they need that blowout showcase where they show you the next Uncharted game or whatever, yeah, and whatever Bend is working on and, and such. Um, so, yeah, just my thoughts, but... Yeah, we shall see. We shall see, man. 
The thing no, about the one, the one concern I've got about um, God of War is right now Sonya being very quiet on God of War, but Corey Barlog seems to be trying to pick up the slack and generate excitement about how good the game is and how good it's looking. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel sorry for Corey because again, it's a case of this, uh, I feel like Sonya kind of letting this down, and and they've done this several times this year already. They've just put out these very small, next to non-existent posts about games that are out now. And not really generated the hype that they used to. Yes, they put out loads of big billboards and things like that, but they haven't made a big deal about them. Yeah. Like we've seen with the announcement of a couple of their games this year, they've kind of just ended up, oh yeah, well, this The Last of Us Part One's coming out. This is the price, see you later. And then it came out and like that's it, it's out now. No one's any said like, no one said anything well, about it since then. Granted, the, the marketing budget is fairly high on that game. I see I see billboards, TV commercials, internet commercials a lot actually for that game. So I haven't seen any. <laughs> really? None. None at all. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So Sony's doing basically a Microsoft in the UK now. Yeah, it's weird. Interesting. It's weird. weird. They've just went so and it's it's they Sony are used to making these big deals out of their games and events. Mm. And I feel this year they've, I don't know what it is, but they've, they seem to be dropping the ball a lot on on the way that they show these games off. Mm. And I feel, I feel like God of War might be that next one as well, where they kind of, it releases. Yes, there's a couple of TV adverts and things like that, but like we're used to seeing these in showcases and these big, like, yeah. grandiose gameplay events and like you've seen how God of War was unveiled the first time it came out with this massive, like quite um, um, orchestra and everything like that, and yeah, and then then the new ones, nothing. It's like next yeah. to nothing. It's a shame. Nothing so far. Nothing yeah. so far. True that. True that. Man, Sony is so weird. So weird these days. It's, it's just, All right. Specifically this year, they've just been so strange. Like this is. Yeah. It's 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 like we've said before, like, and, and Jim Ryan's persona this year has kind of encapsulated what Sony's been like this year. It's mm-hmm. dropping the ball and resting on laurels, expecting people. It's like an entitlement. He thinks they're entitled to this yeah. to this fan adulation without any updates. You just drop a game and expect it to do well without any further input. Yeah, basically. Viral marketing will do the trick for us um, because we're so big. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it will be interesting. It will be interesting to see how they handle uh, God of War. I mean, at least they have now the cover story from Game Informer, and we get these little news bits about it. But yeah, come on, it's it's really not a big advertisement campaign or marketing campaign around yeah. it. Um, and given that this is probably after Uncharted and Spider Man, their biggest IP. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the IP. biggest launch this year. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, man. Um, but I, I want to move on. Um, just one quick shout out to Thomas in in the chat. He asks, "What do we know about Jedi Survivor?" We don't know really much. We know it runs in Unreal Five. We know it's a sequel to the first one. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, but direct sequel. Woohoo! Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, we will see Cal Castus again. So, but yeah. that's pretty much it. And yeah, we shall see what what other Star Wars games will be shown uh, tomorrow. Um, good times we live in, man. So, before we move to the community questions of the week, uh, because we have actually quite a lot, because we, we yeah, we've got to do some catch up. 
<laughs> yeah, we need, we need to catch up on some. We couldn't get to the community questions last week uh, because we had a very special guest uh, there. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get to the, the community questions. Just one thing. Xbox has updated uh, or rolled out an update uh, with, with a couple of um, new features today. They have a new noise suppression uh, option now in party chat. That will remove like uh, clicking from mouse and keyboard or uh, music running in the background and other background noises. Um, and they have a jump right into a game option now from a friend's screenshot. So basically, what what is possible now when you post a screenshot on on Xbox um, playing, I don't know, let's say Forza Horizon Five, uh, I say. Dude, I love that sh shot. It I have one click and it takes me straight to the game, either to the cloud or if I have it installed natively, I can do that if I'm on my console. So what do you think, man? Yeah, it's a, it's a nice update, specifically the noise suppression. Um, we know what it can be like with breathing. And if for those who haven't used the, the Xbox headset now, there is no wind protector on it. It is just an open microphone. So breathing mm. and things like that obviously naturally um can happen um so you're going to hear that a little bit more frequently there's a lot of people specifically if you play with friends in america where they're more inclined to have warmer temperatures <laughs> in certain parts yeah. of america they have fans on all the time and that of course causes natural noise in the background so noise suppression for those noises will be a blessing um so yeah it's a, it's a great little update but we also got another update for microsoft today and uh, xbox Mm. Uh, and that's the new UI. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let people know what can they expect. Yes. So the UI, of course, the new, it's a slightly revised UI. It's a little bit cleaner on the dashboard. Um, instead of having one giant app for the game that you're currently playing, yeah. one giant tile, it is a much smaller tile. It's all a little bit more interesting with everything else, a little bit more for, uh, uniformed. <laughs> um, so you have your games on there. You've got the, uh, again, couple of options you you recently played games and apps underneath so you can jump straight to that folder yeah. instead of having to press the guide it's button basically the, there's an entire row that is called like jump back in yeah. yeah and then you've got again you've got your games and apps you've got settings or whatever it is that you put underneath there and then something else but it's a little bit more uniformed um that's available and will be tweaked um uh, via alpha users now so anybody that's on the insider program it's available now for alpha users, or at least is rolling out now for alpha users, um, will officially launch for everybody else in 2023. So it's a nice refined UI going forward. However, personally still dislike it because we can still not really see the backgrounds that we get. <laughs> there we go. I was just about to say that, man. It's it's. I still feel like the user interface itself um, is actually good. You can get it's responsive you can get fairly quickly to where you want to be with like yep. one two clicks your my games and apps or there or there can start a party chat with like two or three clicks it's really easy and smooth and i really appreciate the guide um I, i've gotten so used to the guide just pressing the jewel down and then the guide comes up and you can navigate to everything from there i really appreciate it but the dashboard itself still looks so cluttered with like these ads why do we need ads i pay for the console i pay for the service 
remove the ads for God's sakes. Let me see. Yeah, I understand if someone I understand if you're only paying for gold and you haven't got Game Pass. And the yeah, but even then, you have basically purchased the console. So yeah. come on, if you buy it like back in the days when you used to buy a, I don't know, Blu-ray player or something, yeah, yeah. you just don't get straight essential advertisements. Yeah, and uh, if I open my smart hub on my TV, I don't get advertisements. It's yeah. not. I, I feel like this is something that needs to go and then make the tiles smaller, like you said. Um, we want to see those beautiful backgrounds that we can put up there um, yeah i mean this is where yeah. they need to kind of look at look at the the playstation ui in in the presentation not how it responds and how it acts in hmm. in overall overlay but what we should be looking at is essentially and you'll know this primarily from the playstation 4's ui is you have the row of the applications on the bottom of the screen you have the entirety of the top end of the screen, which is the background. Yeah. And it's nice and clean. You can see everything. You've still got all the icons right there in yeah. front of you. And then you can have yeah, top right, top left. Nice and easy. Do that. Nice and easy. Overkill. You know what is weird? Like in every Xbox generation, we had at least one major significant change of the user interface. If you go back to the OG Xbox, how that user interface started and when the console generation ended, how it looked. And if you remember, the Xbox 360 actually started also with more like something that's closer to what we have right now with, with little tiles and stuff. And then they had that flipping thing, which looked like you could browse a catalog or something. Yeah. And it was completely different. Yeah. And then they, they started with the one uh, where they had only those black tiles that looked like basically the Windows Phone, yeah? yeah, and then and then they changed it to where we are now. So I wonder if we will see such a complete, basic revamp of the user or interface, or whether it will only be like smaller iterations uh, that we get now. Yeah, I think it'd be Chelsea. small. I mean, to be fair, the revamp. The revamp of the current layout would have to be it's so minimal to to get what people want out of it that I, I don't understand how why they haven't just done that. Like all they need to do is move those icons instead of being dead center on the screen yeah. to being at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, so make them smaller, move them to the bottom, and you're good to go. And that's it. Done. And that's, that's all it. they need to do. Just shift it. Stop. Don't put a bang in the middle. I don't want to like see that. We want to be able to see the background. <laughs> Like you've yeah. put all these lovely animated backgrounds in that we can use, but we can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. So yeah. all right. Yeah, man. Step Good stuff. Step. Good we'll stuff here. <laughs> One last thing before we go to the community questions, though. Yes. Uh, you get competition. You know what wanna know why? Go on. Because there will be an an Xbox ID at Xbox showcase. Yes, uh, there will be another one. Yeah, <laughs> September 14th on Twitch. Um, and I can already tell it's not going to be on the same level like your ID uh, showcase. Uh, it, I just want to mention it here. There's an ID at Xbox showcase September 14th uh, on Twitch. But if you want to see the real deal, definitely check out Wandering Duchess uh, uh, Indie Showcase. Um, that's how you do initial yep. cases. Absolutely. All right, man. Um, 
Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, let's move to the community questions. There we go. So, like we mentioned earlier last week, we didn't get to the community questions. So, uh, we're going to do a little catch up here um, from a couple of uh, awesome questions that the community sent in last week and this week. Because, like each and every Wednesday, the community can go up on Twitter, on YouTube, um, or everywhere else uh, where I am to contact me and send in questions community questions so you can be a part of the show even if you can't make it live so yeah. this week's uh community question the first one is actually coming from doom cutie okay. she asks what game are you terrible at oh god that's, that's so many <laughs> <laughs> So it would many. be easier to, to name the games that I'm good at. So, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there's so many games I'm bad at. So many games. For much as much as I'm a sports fan, um, and uh, love love football and and things like that, I am terrible at things like Football Manager. I have absolutely like I can set a team up and things like that, but but the intricacies of, on on telling players how to do certain things and managing teams, etc. No, I'm, I'm not good enough at that. My teams always fail, even though I've got the best players in them, um, or in, in good attacking lineups or whatever it is. Um, I'm I'm usually I'm not. This is this is the way I am as a gamer. I will never profess to be the best at something, but I am proficient at everything. So I'm I am. I can hold my own in pretty much any game you put me on, but I'm never going to be the best, and I'm certainly not yeah. going to be the worst. I am kind of a bang average gamer. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's where I am too. Like, yeah. and I, since I don't play sports game, I can't really talk about uh, when I'm good at. I don't know FIFA or so. It's been yeah. a long time since I played my last FIFA match. Uh, I gotta admit that. I also want to know from from people in chat. No, what game, uh, what game um, games do you suck at? So for me, I'm I'm definitely not the best in shooters. I can can definitely admit that. Um, I'm fairly decent in strategy games, though. Um, so yeah. Uh, Pantosur writes in and says hey, he's uh, he's not good at the game of life. Uh, I feel like <laughs> uh, at times we're you, also uh, not good at that, but <laughs> at times, at times, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. But I think I mean the, the distinguishing thing that I always put into into games or gamers in general is if you put enough time into something, you will always automatically get better anyway. Um, just by yeah. It's a practice again. The age-old adage of practice makes perfect. Um, I'm always it's, someone that learns learns through difficulty and through failure. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the best things I can say of that is is Street Fighter. I was terrible at fighting games, but my mate from from college from years ago, we just sat down and I used to play and and I he beat essentially beat us up time after time after time after time and then he teaches the combos he teaches how to do crossovers he yeah. teaches how to do parries and throws he teaches how to fight back and even though he would continue to continue to beat me repeatedly every match 
it was a case of by the time because he was a really good Street Fighter player, he was like yeah. pro level. He would always win on rank matches. He was essentially tournament level player. But by the time I got online and started to play against the people that he would usually play at, I become an annoyance to people who were actually good at the game <laughs> to the mm, point where I was starting to beat some professional players. And that is what we, again, call practice make perfect. So I'm not going to be the best at all fighters. But if someone wants or enjoys a game enough, like Boxy does with Age of Empires, the fact that he plays it continuously, he learns the strategies, he's interested in the game itself, yeah. automatically through revision, through continued failure and and success, he's learning the best things to do, the worst things to do. Don't do this because this isn't going to work. Do this, this yeah. works. So it's the same with everything. Um, you will automatically, even if you think you're, you're terrible at the game, if you're continuing to play the best people at the game all the time, you're inadvertently going to get better because you're always playing against the best opponent. Practice. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's actually why I stopped playing many shooters. I used to play a lot of them, and that's why I said I feel like I'm not good at them anymore um, because I just don't have the patience to practice anymore. Like when I feel like hundreds of hours I put into, I don't know, Halo 3 or uh, Gears 2 or so, it was like, yeah, Different, different times. I don't have that time anymore, especially since I became a father. I just have yeah. time to game, obviously. And uh, so um, that's why I transitioned actually over to more single player games than multiplayer games. Um, but yeah, um, great question. Uh, we have Siki in chat. He says he's got no game with the ladies. <laughs> 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 good shout good shout here uh love it love it great question coming from doom cutie all the way from australia so um game pass weekly writes in and asks if you could only play one game pass game from 2022 what are you choosing oh oh well that that's an easy one now because i think one of my most anticipated has just come out or at least is announced now in 2022 Metal um, Hellsinger. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so I think out of as much as I'm looking forward to High on Life, um, which I am, um, and Plague Tale Requiem, um, the, from the demo alone, the addictiveness of, of Metal Hellsinger, um, and I touched on this yesterday, the, the utter addictiveness on that, the, the, the doom mixed in with um, Bullet Hell, when you get to the boss stages mixed in with rhythm shooter um, and the multiplayer is the way they work and the music and the way that kicks in and how it kicks yeah. in. And the, the game itself, coupled with the fact that it has a leaderboard and you go against your friends to get higher scores, is like an old arcade feeling doom shooter that is just like perfect for, mm. for modern gamers. Um, so I think, and just from the demo alone, I've, God knows how long I've, I've played that. And I downloaded it again the other day. Because <laughs> just from talking about it, I was like, oh, you know what it is? I'm installing it again. I'm going to play that because it's just, it's going to be one of those games that I don't think I'll put down for a while. I think it's, I just want to continue to improve and improve and improve. So, I, yeah. Metal Hellsinger, mm-hmm. 100%, my Game Pass game of the year. <laughs> sweet, sweet. I don't know if Age of Empires 4 counts. Um, that's obviously the one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's actually, it kind of feels like I'm only playing that uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but besides that, um, 
I mean, Metal Hellsinger is a, is a good shouter, and just for for the sake of it, I'm I'm gonna say a Plague Tale because I'm definitely gonna do two uh, or three playthroughs of that game. Uh, I yeah. can't wait, can't wait. Um, man, good questions here. Then we have Sith Lord. He asks, "What games were you really excited for to play, but disappointed when you finally played them?" Oh, there's a few. Um, yeah. For me, it was really Returnal. excited to play. I was, to, I was Returnal was was one I was really looking forward to um, because I was coming straight off from Hades. Uh, roguelike, really loved it. Really loved it, and everyone was praising um, Returnal. And I was I was really disappointed with it. I didn't feel it, it was well designed. Didn't reward the time you put in. Um, had some unfair mechanics, not difficult, but unfair mechanics. I hate that in games. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, that that's definitely one. Which one did, did were you disappointed? Um. So this is relatively difficult. There's a lot of games that I'm I'm more, like minor disappointed in but still went on to enjoy mm. um but i would probably say and again i only buy games that i'm super hyped for i don't just buy games for the sake of it mm. um so ones that i didn't buy but my friend bought because he's a massive mass effect fan but i was disappointed by was andromeda um, oh. i was expecting big things from that the opening stages of andromeda were cool um, it, I thought it was decent to a point, and then, then it then it started to disappoint. Then it started to get boring. Then, then there was many issues with the facial expressions on characters that just took you out of it, and they just become more of fetch quests. And I was like, yeah, the the early promise that the game had shown in the early stage, where you're jumping around the planet and everything's happening and there's a lot of awesome atmosphere and action going on um very quickly died out so that left me pretty disappointed yeah yeah I've, i'm also having actually a hard time to answer this because it rarely happens that i'm actually getting disappointed because in this day and age i find it really easy to estimate whether i'm gonna enjoy a game up front or not and it's not just because of reviews, it's actually because of all the other things that we have access to now. We can see clips, we can have access to people that actually played it through social media. We have this amazing community. And when you're not really sure about a game, you just ask a couple of people you know, and someone's gonna tell you, yeah, that game is gonna be for you or not. Um, so it's it's most of the time I'm I'm really not getting disappointed. Anthem yeah. is gonna get mentioned in chat. Yeah, yeah course, I feel like you know what it is. Good, the, the thing about shout, Anthem yeah. is the thing about Anthem to me isn't that the for me it wasn't the disappointment in the game. It's the disappointment. Oh, the mechanics the were fantastic. That, yeah, yeah, because I enjoyed what I played. Mm-hmm. So I'm not disappointed in the game. I'm disappointed in the fact that the studio. In fact, it wasn't even the studio. It was their bosses, essentially EA, etc., etc. Yeah. Just went. We're not supporting it anymore. Goodbye. And they just cut yeah. it off. The potential for that game and what it could have been 
was huge. Um, so the disappointment lies in the fact that EA just decided to cut that thing off and just ditch yeah. it. Um, the game itself had a lot of promise. It had a lot of, like, it, essentially, you were Iron Man. You were an awesome Iron Man that and actually well done. It, it it felt really good. Fly it around shooting really mechanics it felt, awesome. felt solid. Um, yeah, and it just like I say, it was just it was just lack of forward vision by by EA that thought this this can't be saved. It could have been, yeah. of course, it could have been redeemed. Because if they had the as a, as we like to say, if you had the balls to put you to put it on the line and and actually give them a chance, that I, I fully believe Bioware could have redeemed that game. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Shout out to Dave Ramos. He sends in a five dollar super chess chat. <clears throat> Thank you so much, man, for the amazing support here. He says, I wasn't ready for heavy topics in S Dusk Falls. That's a me issue, not the game. Yep. Uh yeah. That's fair. So it, it's oftentimes it is a me issue um with games because like I always usually say there are really rarely actually bad games. There are just a lot of games that aren't my taste. Like, I always complain about the Kojima games. But obviously, they are not bad games per se. They're just not for me. And I don't get them. But it doesn't mean they're bad. Yeah, they're just not for me. And um, yeah, on S Dusk Falls, I haven't played it yet. I have it installed, but I have haven't been in the mood, man, to start it yet. I have to do that. Uh, have you played yeah. this? I've played a little bit of it, but again, for me, the the thing that I didn't like about As Dusk Falls, and this was just on a console perspective, it might be better as as a touchscreen handheld. Yeah, better on PC, but from a controller perspective, it was just so slow in like moving the cursor around the screen and the choices and things like. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, I remember you complaining about that. Yeah, it just automatically just went. Oh, uh, I've got like a, it's I've got very little time to sit down and enjoy games as it is. So when I do sit down and play a game, like I, <laughs> I want to be able to. Play I totally it. feel that. I, I when I do have the feeling that a game doesn't value my time I put into it, I'm yeah. automatically out. I'm, yeah, that's just just yeah, having limited time to play. Uh, into game um i feel like that's why i so appreciate so much this uh, amazing community we have like 60 people here giving us their time listening to us this is yeah one of the the best things you can ask for is actually people lending you your time and then that's why i want to make it worth your while and i do hope you enjoyed the show guys i do hope so um Bavari sends in a very interesting question. Okay. I might rephrase it a little bit, uh, but I first read it how he wrote it in. What's up, guys? Do you think Grounded should be getting a nomination for Game of the Year or Indie Game of the Year at the Video Game Awards this year after the game uh, getting its full access on September 27th, just like Hades did in 2020? Have a nice day. Now, I want to add something here because... Um, We've seen it with a couple of games that just got ignored by the Game Awards, like Jedi Fallen Order, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, poor release date um, after the launched after the deadline. Now this year, Jeff is moving the deadline a little bit around because you know 
one of yeah. his favorite games is coming out and that's why we can move the deadline but yeah um so what do you think uh grounded especially is, is a good example now uh, coming out of early access after i want to say two years or so i think um, it, i think it has a chance of being nominated for best ongoing game but i ooh, don't think it'll be in the indie section um, I think best ongoing game, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's had can, again. This is a game that has now hit over 11 million players um, since in being in early access for the last yeah. couple of years. 11 million players is a substantial amount for a team of 20 that made oh, this yeah. game. Yeah, um, true, it's massive. Um, but again, this this major update, the the official release this month. Um, is of course 1.0. It's essentially like Minecraft esque, <laughs> the mm. official official launch of the game um, after being in early access for for a while now. Um, but it brings in the full campaign, so the actual full story is complete, um, which is when I'm going to jump into it. Um, I've I've played around with it a couple of little bits, but I haven't actually played the game properly. Um, but with the story being now fully realized. That's when I'll jump in and I'll play the story in co-op. Yeah, me too. Have fun. Um, but yeah, I, and it's continuous updates. And they will, again, continue to update the game with new things, new features, new crafting, um, new areas. Um, I think it's fully deserving of being mentioned within the um, the best ongoing game, oh, yeah. along with the likes of Sea of Thieves, mm-hmm. etc. as well. So I, I don't know about... Grounded actually being gotti material. Um, not sure. Uh, definitely, I'm gonna jump in and into the story mode uh, once it, it comes out at the end of September. Um, gonna go in open minded, just like I will with Pentiment as well. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. um, I'm not sure if it's, it's gotti material. I find the question uh, interesting because it brings up. Uh, the the discussion about the rules of the game awards and I feel like although I already said that in the intro uh, like Jeff Keeley is is bending those back and forth just um, willy nilly more or less uh, depending on 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 his personal preference of games or platforms and um, so uh, I'm I find, found this quest really interesting and we shall see if it uh, will actually have at least a chance to be nominated. Um, good, good question. Um, Jonathan Smith writes in. He says, hey guys, glad there will be a podcast this week. So obviously there have been many discussions and reports about development and culture culture issues within Xbox Studios over the last few days. Which brings me to ask, do you think Matt Booty needs help with managing the Xbox teams, especially with the impending addition of ABK? Uh, I've said this before, yes. Um, I don't think Matt Booty will be able to handle, but again, we know the addition of ABK. Um, Phil Spencer has said, as and when that becomes part of the Xbox family officially, they will all report to him. Um, that's from the ABK side. So all the um, ABK... Being frank, uh, reporting to him could also mean that they have to go through Matt Booty first from the studio side of things. I I don't believe Um, in this state. I think 
the the heads of ABK will report directly to Phil Spencer. Well, I I yeah. agree there, but but the, I, the, I thing, the difference so is that, that with Bethesda they said obviously yeah we we let this uh, let Bethesda be Bethesda yeah uh, we keep their organizational structure as it is and and we see them as partners. And they straight out came out with Activision Blizzard and said that's not going to happen here. These guys are going to report to us now. Yeah. So obviously there will be a studio head that oversees the Activision Blizzard studios. Whether that be Phil Spencer directly, I highly doubt it. So it could be that they just leave the guy in charge of supervising the studios right now. Um, I think the one benefit that they've got over there is that they've already got old Xbox heads of studios, now the heads of studios over at Blizzard and and Mm -hmm. within Activision, etc. They've got multiple um, big studio heads that they trust. which yeah, is, Rod Ferguson, obviously, yeah. and and uh, Mikey Mike, Barra running yeah. Blizzard right now. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think I, I still think overall, Matt Booty needs help. Um, I don't think yeah. he, he's coping well with the management. And again, you need, as I mentioned before, the the you can't have the same approach for every studio. Some studios will need a hands-on approach. Other studios will need a hands-off. Um, we've again, we've seen the kickoff with three four three recently, but three four three really needs some one of the big higher ups to get involved now and get a real grip of that yeah. um, before it's too late, um, and it's getting to that stage. Um, but then we see other studios like Rare, um, where Matt Booty's really desperate to get to get some footage of Fable um, and Everwild, and and they've said, no, oh, no, we've we've he's seen the game, he loves what he's seen of the games. But Ray don't want to show it because they're not they they say it's not ready to show yet. So it's, he loves playground. it. He wants to you, show you it. Mean, you Rare mean playground, saying, fable? Not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Playground and fable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. That's what a good manager does. Yeah, yeah. he gets involved when he feels the need that studio, the project leads, whatever needs it. Yeah. And if everything goes well, you just let people run. If the at the end the result is important. And the question as a good manager always is how to get there. For yeah. some people, um, that means micromanaging. You really have to go in and micromanage everything uh, because they just can't handle them on their own. Um, or you just simply install someone who can do that for you. That's yeah. also always a possibility um, when you're in the position like a Matt Booty. Or um, like you said, um, others um, just need or deliver good stuff, then you can let run them loose. And I feel like that's where Microsoft has a learning curve. Um, like you, you can't have, treat every studio the same. You can't have all, everywhere the hands-off mentality. And um, you, you actually have to look after your pipeline. The result is in the end what matters. Good games on a regular basis. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, the thing obviously is Matt Booty, head of Xbox Game Studios, had a couple of years ago, 2018, four years ago, like five babies. Now he's got 23. Yep. And they're going to add another 39 or so yeah. <laughs> to it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, at, at one point, um, obviously, 
if you like you spend one week with each studio and two years are already over yeah <laughs> so uh, obviously uh, at some point you have to have a different um structure the bigger your company grows the more managers you need the uh, yeah you fun. need to have kind of sub sub divisions exactly you, you have, have to have subdivisions um you, if you, you deal with these studios that we've got over in the uk then then you report to map booty and then these guys you deal with in north america you report there yeah you guys you've got the european studios you do that so divvy them up into little subsections and get them guys to then report to mad booty yep and for instance in yep. certain studios in north america that might need a little bit more hands-on then you get yep. one guy that is a more proficient at being that hands-on and, and being a little bit more deadline orientated with those yep. to get a bit of structure going um, to really rack those into shape. Uh, and I think if you have just one guy that's kind of got control of those, I mean, you can, at this point, you can, you can trust Ray to do what they need to do. You can trust playground to do what they need to do. Yeah. They don't need intervention. They just need someone to say, okay, if you need yeah. us, let or us Ninja know. Theory or... Yeah. Uh, you don't need coalition. Matter, you don't yeah. need anybody to stand in on them. Sure. You True. don't need anybody to stand in on Arcane yeah. or any of those guys. They know what Double they're doing. Double fine. Yeah. 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 Double fine's absolutely fine. They just needed the, the additional monetal support. Um, yeah. They've got that now. So there's a vast majority of the studios that needed, uh, essentially are just okay with the hands off because... Yeah. They are proficient. They've proven that over time. Then there's other studios um, like um, 343 and like the initiative that now need that hands-on approach. We've seen them say, and Mad Booties came out and said recently, oh, no, no, the initiative thing is fine. Like, it's commonplace for everybody. Yeah, no one said it wasn't commonplace like, outside of the fanboys. No one said it wasn't commonplace to work with additional studios in order to get that because it is now. What we're saying is it's it's clearly because it's been stated by staff that have worked there that there are issues internally and that needs uh, needs direction. Like it can't be that multiple staff have said there is a, a an issue with the direction of the studio and there not yeah. be a direct that you can't one mad booty can't come out and say there isn't an issue if multiple staff that are no longer there have said there's an issue. I agree. But, I, I can't well, add anything. Uh, I fully yeah. agree. There, there are one, two, three th studios within the Xbox roster that definitely have an issue. And I think mm -hmm. I feel like, um, but it's not widespread. I think we've seen a lot over, of articles. No, it's not widespread. Well. I, th yeah. I feel like the overarching issue is that I feel like having what Xbox needs is obviously games on a, on a regular cadence. So for that to have, you have to have a pipeline of games, and you have to 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 lay out certain plans. And if you and you need to know which studios can play around, is there a chance that I can release a game two three months early, move another game two three months out? And I feel like this kind of management is is at the moment missing to have that regular cadence. But granted. With the pandemic and everything, um, a lot of publishers are dealing with these issues. We have seen the yeah. delays across the entire industry. It's not just Microsoft. Um, nevertheless, uh, I've been very vocal about uh, it being a bad thing to have like 
the, the console generation like it is. They started this generation. They didn't have a game, a single game for the first, uh, I want to say, 10 months or so. Um, then they had two months uh, with game releases and then another 15 months um, without anything. Um, this is just not how you plan out your pipeline. Uh, and and if delays happen and they happen all the time, you gotta be flexible. And this flexibility is a management issue. And I think this is definitely the the room to improve for Xbox. Um, I've heard someone uh, say it on a, on a different podcast. I can't remember who it was. Um, so it feels like twenty three is basically what they where they brute force content on because. Eventually, obviously, all these games are going to come out. <laughs> yeah, this question of when, um, and it brute force might not be the right phrasing, but you know what I mean. Uh, at the end, uh, eventually, it's it's not a skill of management, uh, but yeah, those games will come out. But yeah, it's going to be interesting with twenty uh, uh, in twenty three when ABK comes to the. Xbox roster. I've seen here in chat say uh, Thomas say Sarah Bond is going to be the head of ABK. I feel like Sarah Bond is going to be the successor of Phil Spencer eventually. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But for 100%. that, I feel like she has to have that role that Matt Booty has right now because typically the head of Xbox Game Studios is like this position you kind of have to have before yeah. you make the the jump to the big chair. Um, and she's not there yet. Um, but yeah, who knows? Um, could be. Could could be. Um, all right. Let's move to the last and final question um, of the day. Uh, hang on. Um, damn it. Now it scrolled again. Here we go. Walla Weasel asks... I'm not saying Boxenberger and Pong Soul are the same person, but have you ever seen them on the podcast? And I have very good news. Next week, you will see us both on this show because next week we have Pong Soul as a guest. It's this ongoing thing because like Pong and I, we used to be on each and every podcast we did uh, together. And all of a sudden, whenever I'm on a show with Boom, for instance, um, he's got a work thing. And when um he's on the show i got a thing uh it's, it's like we haven't been on a, on a show together for like i want to say at least three months or so but good news is we will have him on here next week um and with that i want to bring this show to an end we've we are already uh, over uh, we are already in overtime again here um but yeah it's it's like just great conversations stay Time flies, time flies. But I want to say a big thank you um, to the this awesome community. Um, you guys are simply amazing. The chat has been on fire. Um, really appreciate you all coming on here. I do hope you had a good time here. If so, definitely hit the like button on the way out and maybe share this out on social. Let people know that we had a great conversation, not just with you guys, but of course with you Dutch. And I want to say also a big thank you for your time and being here today. Let people know what you have coming up and in case they don't follow you, where they can find you. 
Yes, yes. So, um, of course, you can find me everywhere at Wondering Dutch, as usual. You can find me here every Thursday at the World of Gaming, uh, mm. co-hosting with, uh, of course, the awesome Boxenberger. Um, every Wednesday, of course, uh, and every Sunday, you will find me um, on my YouTube channel with both Midweek Mix-Up and The Weekend Edition, two very different shows. Uh, Midweek Mix-Up, regular on Wednesdays, uh, is all about gaming, everything to do with gaming. Um, on Sundays, it's everything to do with pop culture, uh, whether that be TV series like Lord of the Rings or um, Game of Thrones, whatever it is, Marvel, um, uh, Halo, any TV show that's got anything to do with pop culture, um, uh, as well as video games uh, and everything in between. So it's a little bit more relaxed. Um, this week, we are covering, doing a live event for the Disney Marvel Showcase. Uh, so we'll be covering that, doing a live stream. I have already mentioned, though, um, because I know what they are like for copyright strikes. <laughs> I will yeah. be including sound on that, so I will have some form of background audio to go along with our re- reactions and commentary, just so it doesn't sound deathly quiet when we're watching some of the clips um, that they'll be showcasing. Um, and I will have the subtitles on if they do offer subtitles, so at least you'll be able to hear what they're saying in those, yeah. those circumstances. But yes, that's where you'll find me. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff, Ben. It's, it's kind of sad that you have to go through all these hoops in 2022 if you want to co-stream uh, such an event. And Marvel, Disney, they should be happy that people co-stream this uh, stuff. But, man, much appreciate the effort you put in. Um, it's going to be awesome. And we will discuss everything that has been announced, of course, next week here. Um, again, I want to say a big thank you also to the chat you people are absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for the super chats and the channel memberships. Channel memberships. Um, really appreciate the support. Truly means a lot. But for now, um, yeah, I want to say again, thanks. I see you guys around. And don't forget to game on. <laughs> <laughs>